Ladies and gentlemen, the reigning artist of the year until five minutes ago, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> give a very warm welcome to Darnell Miller. Welcome to Something Came From Baltimore. Something Came From Baltimore is a jazz, blues, and R&B podcasting show. And it's not normally about Baltimore. Today is a good day because we have a friend of the podcast and show. It's the genre buster, Darnell Miller. Darnell Miller is a teacher by day and a rock star by night. He owns the Delaware market. And I placed his contact information in the show notes so you can check him out and learn more about Darnell Miller. Darnell Miller has been on the show for the Prince Summit, uh, the top male singers, female singers. Oh, and he was one of the voices of the R&B Teddy Bear series and his own episode discussing his own EP called Jesus and Jamerson. They're all available to listen to. Just scroll down in the show and while you're at it, just, you know, subscribe to the podcast. Something came from Baltimore and then check out all the shows. You want to start okay. from the beginning? So we're looking at why is it good? And your opinion for this Angie and, and Debbie album from 1993 on the Frontline Records. Why is this something that you want to bring to the table and say it's good? You know, what? because, I, you know, I, I had it when it came out. I, you know, I revisited recently on one of my um, early morning walks. And I was like, yo, this album is so good. It's produced so well. It stands up against any BB and CC record because I think that's the pattern that they follow, and rightfully so, you know, because they were background singers for BB and CC most of uh, their prime. And um, it's just really good, great songs, great production. I think they just caught a raw deal because they were the youngest winemans. <laughs> uh-huh. And I think that really, I think that Debbie is actually one of the better wine and vocalists. Like, she's probably my favorite wine and vocalist between her and Martha. Okay. So one of them, to me, sounds more like Whitney, and another one sounds more like Tony Braxton in, mm. this, in this album. Who has the more of the Tony Braxton sound? So what would you describe as, like, the Tony Braxton sound? Well, it's more mannered. Like, okay, so we're looking at 1993. Both Whitney and Tony are still with us, obviously. Yeah. And... There's phrasing, the way things are phrased or mm. that are in line with something that Whitney and Tony would do. Now, their tone is is their own. It's unique, but it's, you know, because of the phrasing it, that sounds like Whitney or sounds like a Tony, um, I was like, okay, they, they sound very similar. I think that maybe Angie would be more of the, the Tony brat, the one that has more of the Tony feel. She doesn't have a lot of run. But she has like this other thing, and yeah. Debbie would probably be the one that's like Whitney. Some say that Debbie sounds like Cece. Yeah, oh yeah. A little. Well, they both do. I mean, that's there's, yeah. There's, but, it, yeah, it's the wine and blood. You can it feels yeah yeah it feels good. Now, what I like, I do agree that this album is it's strong, and I mean, we're at 
27 years already that and it sounds 90 percent of this is keyboard programming uh mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. And, I agree. and it's and that is the the win it's the it's not the dated it didn't really do some of the things that you know were done at that time period so it sounds smooth it's kind of like higher love by uh steve winwood it has kind of transcends some of the 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 age by it was just a little little better done so yeah i I agree that it's the keyboard programming that is the win for this with the girls vocals i look at it too is like we we've been bouncing back and forth as to what album you wanted and I was real key on having you do a whole bunch of stuff, and I was I was pushing. <laughs> I would I kept on pushing stuff because I know that you are passionate about so many things. So we were talking about BBNCC, and I wanted to do a relationship or uh, different lifestyle, and you were like you were balking at it. So when this came out, I was like, okay, all right, let's see what's going on. And you're right. It, it, I there's some there's something also about this album that they. This is a like Christian themed album, but there's not one mention about Jesus or God. Right, right. Uh, and it's almost to a point where it's so subliminal, it's it's overwhelming. Like it's almost, <laughs> it, it's um, <laughs> it's almost like not there. And do you agree? Like yeah, like these girls are out of they're whining ten. There's ten kids, so Angie's nine, mm-hmm. Debbie's ten. Now they have like whining two right now. There's been a lot of whinings out there. I guess understandable that something would uh, slip through the cracks. It's unfortunate that it did because it's a good album. Yeah. Uh, now, I, Angie, for me, I was uh, I, I was a big fan of hers from her 2001 "Melodies of My Heart" album. Oh, so you you brought that? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought that was a great album. Yeah, yeah. I actually thought that should have been a breakout album. Yeah. Um, I know that she had some some gay backlash where she uh, both her and and uh, Deb did um, a, a, an anti-gay song from their second yeah. album. Uh, yeah, and I think that that even though most people don't really care, like it. it yeah, it, like it's still a little little tainted. That's all. I was chilling on my couch one night, looking at my screen TV. There were people celebrating and congratulating. The new addition to the gay community. I was vexed in the spirit, so I began to write the song. It may seem cold, but let the truth be told. I'm here to let you know. It's not natural. No, that's not the way it goes. It's not natural. Just because it's popular doesn't mean it's cool. It's not natural. No, that's not the way God planned. Not natural. Not natural. I was, yeah, I, I, and I brought that album. I was just like, um, like, that was like, okay. I mean, that's to be expected of certain artists. My my clip was, why is this album so not good? I mean, you know, Uh I expected more. I expected more this time. You know, because that last album was so strong. And it was produced by like some of the greatest people, um, you know, Steve Lawrence, uh, Red, you know, so many, and even BB, you know, did a lot of the writing. Background vocals featuring Stephanie Mills and like all these, you know what I'm saying? Such a strong project that when Bold came out, I was like, huh? And I think the issue with that album was letting Angie's husband 
produced the whole project. Wow. Like his production, it's a little bit too overproduced. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the album sounds very overproduced and very plastic. You know. I I did research and I thought, well, what are people saying? Um, it, this album is a four point seven out of five. Wow. So, yeah. So the. Uh, people who are rating it are saying that it's it's a worthy of a listen. It's amazing, and it's one put uh, don't mix uh, sacred and profane together. But everyone was uh, very very positive on this album, so that's that's hard to get for something that's this old to stay at that that level. Like the and it's timeless music. If you listen to that record, that's what caught me when I was listening on my walk. I was like, yo, this is timeless. Like. I think BB got it, that process. I really think that this album was really his baby. That's what I think. Um, especially when you talked about like the message being there, but not so overtly subliminal. If you know like BB and CC's history, you know CC was like, "I'm going to worship. I'm going to worship. I'm going to worship." BB was like, "You know, I'm going to, you know, do what I do in my way." And you see that that thing with this album, but it was just. It's so strong, and the music is timeless. Like you said, they didn't use a lot of the dated things of that era. Like, they was like, we're going to make music, and I'm glad that you could tell that at the forefront was, we're going to make this music, which often gets lost with gospel artists and Christian artists. You know what I mean? Because the message is timeless, so the music should be timeless. You feel me? Yeah, well, you know. we're gonna go. I mean, I took notes on track by track, so let's let's do that. So, oh yes, let's do that. Yeah, we're gonna sample it. Some things are a little dated, but not like we'll we'll go over it. But uh, the first song is uh, "Fact Is Truth Is," uh-huh. and I just thought it was interesting the whole topic of of the the blood discussion. You remember the drug? Yeah, yeah. So I guess I I feel I'm spiritual less than mm-hmm. than religious, if that makes sense, and yeah, yeah. I, I, the blood—it's it, just—I don't know what. It, where are we at with that? What? It, what are they trying to get at? I said it's a little Whitney, it's a little Tony. Good keyboards. Uh, it's mm-hmm. done, it's not overdone. It's very tasteful. It's a good way to start out an album. But what was the lyric content basically trying to say? Everyone's the same, or we're all from the blood of of, of God, or.
I think it's a, I, I, part of it. I think it's, it's a really cool take on, um, you know, facts. There are facts, but the truth is, you know, sometimes um, the truth is, regardless of what the facts are in society, I can't live without the Lord, you know. Wow. And so Christians believe, like, well, I don't even say Christians. Believers believe that, you know, through the sacrifice or the bloodshed of, of one, all humanity is, is, you know, can be redeemed or has been made qualified to be what they originally were. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, it was just, uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to get clarification because <laughs> a lot of blood. Discussion. I was like, how am I going to answer that? <laughs> now the, we're going to we'll play a, a sample of that so people can feel and, and focus on the great vocal work and the keyboards, uh, the whole and, album and the background and the background vocals of one DB one. Yeah, it sounds good. Our second song on this album is simply a fanatic, and this is where uh, I feel it's um, this one's a little dated. And then only because I'm I'm feeling a Pebbles girlfriend vibe on it, like it feels mm-hmm. like there's a little like if you could uh, just change a couple chords and you got the girlfriend song. Has a oh yeah yeah it's definitely ninety yeah uh, it has a, a Whitney vibe to it. Um, there's some keyboard mm-hmm. stabs that kind of dated a little, but you're simply a fanatic for for Jesus Christ. I wrote, uh-huh. this could be a single this would have if, if it wasn't a single and it should have been yeah. it should have been it could have been a single and I'm sure When I was younger, because I just graduated like '93, and uh, this was one of my favorite songs on this project. You know, I love, I love Angie's voice in the beginning, and then, you know, they know their roles. Like Angie's a finesse; she's going to just do the song, and Debbie's going to give you all of it. You know what I'm saying? She's going to give you all of it when she comes in. And I love, again, I love the production, you know, of that time. And I love them, descri- I love the way they described it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and it's a playful song, too. You know what Angie says? It's catchy. Since you a fanatic, go on the thing like a fanatic or something. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. It's, it's catchy. And I know that uh, Light of Love was the single. And I, I feel that uh, it's a nice song, but it's a safe song. I think Simply a Fanatic would have been a better yes. single. Um, he, oh, totally. He Lives is the next track, and it's uh, He Lives Inside of Me, Don't Worry. Yes. Um, I Wouldn't, Don't Worry. It's a pretty song. Um, oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. I won't cry. I won't be I won't 
that's actually the one song that was produced by Angie's husband, Cedric Caldwell. I love, I, that's the song I actually love. I love the way the snares, the drum sound, which are obviously programmed. I think Paul Jackson is playing guitar. But Cedric has been known to use a keyboard guitar, and you can't tell the difference. Um, I love how they record it. Like, it's a, it has like a watery, like a chorusy type feel. I love it. It's a very lush, um, it's a very lush uh, um, song. Oh, yeah, definitely. Now the yeah. the next song is the single "Light of Love," and I th they do a remix in the uh, uh, number twelve, the last song. And this is the thing about pop music at the time is that the most overproduced, the most safest song, and, mm -hmm. and is, is is the one that they release as a single for some reason. Uh, they like, in other words, I think yeah. they they work this one to death, and then uh, they're like, okay, it's single worthy, but it's 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 a little bland and it's only bland because of uh it's not there's no risk taking here it's it's very kind of big no. numbers but uh, yeah yeah touched by the light of love it's it's definitely like living my fantasy living the, i mean yeah. you can sing this song and and it's catchy it's just that yeah. it's just it, that's kind of how it works is that when they look at an album they're like okay we work to death this light of love we want this to be a single and then when, right. when it comes out, you're like, mm, maybe you should have pushed back a, a little, you know, maybe it's overproduced just a little. It's, it's dated yeah. just because of, of the fact that it's whatever the sound that they're doing here is not really prominent. Yeah. Now. But it's good. I think that that's like, if you really think about the, that song in the words, that's more like a BB and CC type song. Definitely. This is totally you can't weird. like, and that was, that's a big mistake. They tried to market them the same way as they're, 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 they're their own thing, you know, and they figured putting Whitney in the video would give them a boost and it did. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the best. It's just not the best song on the album, but no, it's not no. bad. Now come to me. I said single. This to me would be, yeah, a single and it rocks and the the programming of the keyboards are fantastic and i feel the first song uh on melodies of my heart uh come yeah. go with me let's go Yeah. It, it takes it takes uh, elements from this song 
and and puts Ooh. it into the intro of the first song on that album and it's it's good it, this feels good it feels it's great to listen to That, that song feels good. It yeah. feels good. Yeah. I always think of um, Babyface, and I think of TLC. David, David, but it's it's great. I love when that song comes on. Yep. Yeah, I I feel that that had legs. That could have done something. Now, yeah, uh, exactly. Love Stays is the um, very Whitney esque uh, ballad. Um, mm-hmm. I hear some sax. So uh, when you listen to like urban gospel, you always think it's Kurt Whalen back there. Uh, un- unfairly, um, like he's, you know, like, oh, that must be Kurt Whalen. Yeah. <laughs> if it is, they didn't give him that much to do. But there is a sax right. player. I don't know who, who that is. It might be Kurt Whalen. I got to look. I have to look. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, you, if you I throw. Very much in that click. Yeah. So. If you throw a rock in the river or, you know, in a pond and say Kurt Whalen, <laughs> it's. You're you're basically gonna hit him because he does he did so much work. Uh, yeah, he was he very he was very much in that whole clique. That's that Whitney BBCC. He was in that. Yeah, good. You know, is- um, that song was written by BB. Yeah, and you can tell if you know how he writes. You you know, I was like, yeah, that's BB all day long. Yeah, you know, this is a, it's a great it's, song. It, it's a it's a win. It's a good song.
to the New Jack Swing era. Um, it has a rap uh, that's that uses the cadence of heavy D. In fact, there, it feels like there's um, a heavy D vibe to this. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the low voice. I, I don't know who this is. Is that Angie or Debbie? That's Debbie. Okay, so Debbie. She, she's in another range that she's never at. I don't know if it's necessary, but it's very TLC. Like TLC yeah, does I that. Think- I, they, 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 I guess they thought that was like her thing, her superpower vocally, but it, she could do it. It's jarring because the rest of the album is not like that, and you're like, "Why is she doing that?" <laughs> but, right. But it's it's flashy. I just like the little. It's I just like that little vocal line, but it's it, that that whoa, so it's unique, it's creative. Yep, it's fun. It's it's a good song. And I think the, on background vocals is carbon whining. Carving lines. I'm sure. The, the, this is undeniable. The uh, eight is what a place. So they're talking about heaven. It's never too hot. It's never too cold. Yes. Uh, how can we live in heaven if we can't get a, along on earth? if we can't get along on earth that's right a, that's a really good question uh it, it seems right. like with all like how can you be a christian have all this animosity and hate in this world and then turn around and be really cool up in heaven like then it turns on it's just, <laughs> <laughs> right it's which like, is really which is interesting you know because there's a reference from the bible like you're you're saying how can and you know there's a reference in the Bible that says, like, you know, if they'll only know, they'll only know who you are if you all have love for each other. Yeah. So you asking how can, like, yep, there it is, because you don't see the love. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> you know? this is practice. This is the practice per, uh, playground yeah. for heaven. So I, I like that song. I love actually how that track was put together. 
I love like when you get in this mostly like a rim shot and it's like I I love that. You know, and I love the background vocals on that song. I I think the words are kind of genius. They're they they're not familiar words. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like people go, Oh yeah, that's cute. I think it's 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 cute lyrically, like, yeah, you know, it's really clever. It is clever. You know. Yeah. Um, the father, father. I, I wrote. Oh God! They're either talking about their the God, their father, like Mister Wyman, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, there's another sax in there, and I'm like, oh, that must be Kurt Franklin again. I mean, Kurt Franklin. Uh, Kurt, Kurt Whalen. We don't. We don't. We don't want to see Kurt Franklin. <laughs> yeah. um, Listen, has has some drum patterns in there that are very similar oh. to me of sounds of blackness. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you feel that? Um, that the, the pressure. That's crazy. Yeah. Like it feels yes, like yes. It's uh, that song. Mm. It's good. Mm-mm-mm. I, I, you know, again, that's a, that's an example of a good timeless song. Good example, and you know, I love the words. So, father, father is basically referencing God. You know, you know, it, to some to some people, God can operate in different capacities, and so when you say father, you know, in their mind, it's like you know. A God who acts like a, who acts as a father. Even we know God is everything, father, mother, like everything. But in this, in this, in this song, they're calling on God to be a father. You know, and you know, these things that a real father should do, as in regards to all of us, his children. And musically, it's great. You know, you got the whole entire Wyman family singing on the on the background along with Stephanie Mills. Great. And you can clearly hear Stephanie Mills in the background. Yeah. This is a this could have been a single. This has like legs where okay. yeah. Um, we're we're on the same page. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a single uh, a single material. And I think that's where I'm like, mm, you know, you could pick these off a little more. Light of love was an yeah. obvious It was the weakest. Yeah, and the and yeah, exactly. Now Brand new dance is about praise. I, I, I it's, uh, it has a snap like the group um, mm-hmm. got the power and a soul to soul vibe. So <laughs> I it, like that. Yeah, it it, it kind of has just reminiscence of that time period of that of the drum pattern.
lot of good, a lot of great energy in that song. I want to say Rhett Lawrence or or the producer Steve Harvey. One of those two produced that track because they were all over that 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 album. Um, I love the snare on that song. Um, I love Debbie. I actually love Debbie Skin Low on that song. And um, BB Winer on the background vocals. And I think he co-wrote that song too. All right, that makes sense. That has a, a BB esque vibe to it. The yeah, the the big power ballad on this whole album, the big one, that maybe Whitney had said, uh, "Okay, you guys can have it," because she she could have done this. Is uh, why wouldn't you? Why won't you let me love you? Brings a tear to my eye. Yeah. Now the only thing this song is like awesome, perfect amazing mm-hmm. uh, uh something that you go back to over and over and over and mm-hmm. you can hear like a whitney would just do it a little differently uh, yeah the, the only thing that i would say is that at the end there is that power ballad uh bring it on home uh ending that whitney, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. whitney could do and that they kind of passed on uh <laughs> yeah yeah they, they yeah but there's you know hey we're being critical Angie wrote that, and I think her husband produced it. Um, you're right about the ending. I think it's really that song. She uh, vocally, if they wanted, if they wanted to take it there, she probably couldn't go there. Just her, her voice is very distinct. It's just you know. Um, but yeah, she. I think that she wrote that song. But that song, it, it, it pulls at your heart, man. Oh, it's great. And there's, yeah. I, I mean, it's just the critique is that, oh, if we, only if Whitney would have done it, she would have done it, that power note, uh, that the long lasting kind of give yeah. me chills. Like, but there's nothing wrong with it the way it is. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just that I'm like, mm, I know Whitney would have just done something a little different. She would have murdered that song. Yeah. And it's murderable because it's a great song. So they're, they should be really proud of it. But why won't you let me love you? If you were looking at who are they talking to, uh, like the guide, you know, mm. who, who so are they talking to? So they're talking to humanity. So at that point, Angie is the voice of God. Why won't you let me love you? Why won't you let me care? You know, all that I give to show you, you know, because some people's hearts are closed off or closed off to the idea. or You know what I mean? Awesome. And the idea is that all God wants to do is just love us. Because God is love. You know, just let me love you. That's all I want. Everything else, I'm not concerned about. Because if if it's real, then love is the thing that kind of changes people. But I just want to love you. You know what I'm saying? 
uh, it makes more sense because I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> this is the, yeah. Uh, this is uh, gospel incest of some sort. Uh, <laughs> right. Like, who's she saying to? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That makes more yeah. sense. Now, okay, so yeah. the reprise of uh, uh, "Don't worry," uh, "Don't," "Now, uh, don't cry," "Don't worry" uh, goes right into a remix of "Of Light of Love," which I don't uh -huh. think really elevates the song at all. It's not that much different, but um, no, the remix is just uh, okay. Yeah. I don't even think that that's, I think it's even less single worthy. It feels even more labored on. So what we got out of it is that um, there was some really gems on this album, some big songs that that we felt that would have been, uh, Simply a Fanatic would have been a good one. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, Come to Me would have been a great one. Uh, Father, that would have been a hit. Yeah, Father, Father would have been a great one. And uh you know even for fun uh, like a nice b-side even flashback is is a fun song yeah so yeah uh, they it has a rope-a-dope style to it um yes yes as a whole it, it's um you know i i see why uh this is high marks for you and but mm -hmm. i i ultimately feel that this is a story about you this album is you and a story about you um mm -hmm. because um, this is not, I guess when, when, when you go into the catalogs of what are the best albums of all time, you know, you think of mm -hmm. Tapestry or Songs in the Key of Life, uh, yeah. or, or maybe even a Miseducation of Lauren Hill. So mm -hmm. you know, any of those, if any of an artist would say, I want to talk about them, I would be like, okay, I get it. So here we have an Angie and Debbie album that was, you know, a marginal hit and it's kind of shelved and it must have hit a nerve on you that it's stuck in and you know with you uh and it became a part of you that makes it wonderful uh so mm. so it's it's your story to this album that that we're talking about it it's your story about how it affects you is why we're talking about it today mm. wow yeah that's so, good yeah well <laughs> not, not not even good it's true <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It, yeah. It, it's like you, there's your life is you know um, has a history attached to this album in a in a positive way where you're walking around saying this is a phenomenal album where you yeah. know most of the world have have moved on and and looked at other things. Do you, yeah, yeah. Do you have a story that's attached to this? Like you said, you were younger when it came out. That you can say, okay. I, I remember this and this was going on in my life. Do you, do you have a connection like that? I mean, I just remember, like, of course I was, I was a big, um, at that time in my life, I was, I mean, I, I liked all kinds of music, you know, always. But at that point, I was a real, like, a, a advocate. I don't know which more I could have done, but I was an advocate for, like, really good R&B themed gospel, you know. Like I wasn't satisfied with who was whoever was the top person at the time, because there were so many great artists that were actually coming out that were making great pro produced music that was relevant, relevant to what people are really listening to, you know. And you know, when Angie and Debbie first out, like I, but I remember them too from singing background for BB and CC. You know, oh wow, that's that's deep. I want to you know check it out and um. When I heard the first single, I was like, okay, I knew this was going to be like an R&B type thing, but they were younger. You know what I mean? 
you know. Sure. So yeah. it really it goes back to my connection to all my uh, being wanting to like push up like really good gospel so people wouldn't think that gospel was corny. Like people like Tim Minor and people like Bernard Wright and like and all the stuff I listened to but nobody in the church even listened to. I was always that person. You never heard of this guy? You know, I liked the real deal. I didn't, you know what I'm saying? You know. Oh, yeah. And um, so it, I think that's the first connection. And then just um, really just being in like Every, I loved what they were saying for some reason. I loved how they said what they said, and I loved what they were saying. And I knew that, I knew that, that to me, what they were saying was, I myself, you know, at that time was very, <clears throat> very sincere. I mean, I still am, but, you know, when I was young sincere. <laughs> an old man sincere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so. And you just picked it up, you know, and you're like, okay, this does it, give you like flashbacks of that time period or do you like look at this now as a historical piece of music saying like wow that was pretty good like they did pretty good here yeah you, you know because when you when you you know when you're young you listen to stuff you know you like it but i when i went off from my walk that morning i was like i was in this whole thing of like listening to stuff that i used to listen to like a long time ago and i pulled that thing out and i think by the time i got to Flashback. I was like, this is amazing. Like, I was like, this it still stands. It's yeah. not like it's not like you're enjoying it and you know and reliving your youth. I was like, no, this still stands. And I'm like, and I'm just listening to everything now, like really intently. Oh my god! Like, Stephanie Mills has one of those voices that, however you mix it, it still stands out. Like, this that's how that's how I was just so into it, you know. And everything that you said was what I was saying. Like, why did they put this out as a single? Like, you know what I mean? Mm, it happens. You know, I was like, I, I wish I was going to record label then because I'd be like, no, this is, you know, uh -huh. <laughs> you know, great album. Yeah. Great, great album. Good. And now I'm, I'm really happy to have this in the collection of Why Is It Good? Um, I'm, and I'm glad you took a chance because you were giving me some titles that I knew I could talk about. Yeah. But, well, I wanted you to talk about it. it was, I was pushing you. To do yeah. the things I wanted, you know, I wanted I wanted Graffiti Bridge by Prince so bad I can taste it. Darnell Miller, thank you very much for you know being my guest today. Um, I I'm so honored that I have friends of the like kind of the podcast that I can reach out to often, who you know really exude their personality and are able to um, have the audience love them. I know that I always get great feedback when. Uh, you're on, and they they love you. So I thank you very much for for giving me that that energy and that time of yours. Oh, I appreciate you for thinking of me. I'm I'm, I'm humbled. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening to another episode of Something Came From Baltimore. Please subscribe and share the podcast with your music friends. Let them know that we exist because we want you all to be a part of that Be More music scene.
The show is over and have a beautiful day.